You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We're the Fantasy Joes. I'm at Rotor Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining us, uh, joining us this evening, joining me this evening. Oh, first of all, I should say, I'm bearing the lead. This is an uncut, unedited, uncensored show. We're not going to edit this thing. You know, we may, we may drop uh, a swear word here or there. I hope you can uh, deal unclean, with it. underrated, umbrella, umbrella. So, joining me this evening, first of all, from the home office in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Will Greenwood. Everybody, what's up, Will? Whoo! From the great white north. It's not snowing here anymore. Uh, so that, that's a big win. <laughs> it's a big win. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been hot. But I'm actually getting, like, the, I think I'm very pumped up because the league that we're all in just did their start of the rookie draft. And since it started, we've, like, uh, you know, banged out six trades already. People are interested. People are responding to my messages and group me. It's getting me back in the swing of things. I feel like I used to trade all the time. And then I got bogged down with too many leagues and got, like, just, uh, I don't know, like, too – not too busy, but I, it, like, it takes away my interest a little bit when I'm or not focused enough on just one league at a time. So I'm yeah. very excited and very focused on what we're doing this year. And I'm excited for tonight's episode. I like the uncut ones. I think that we have varying opinions on the things we're going to talk about, and there's good information that's going to come out of it. Absolutely. Ooh. Trader Will is back, everybody. And Trader Will, it's fun because he makes leagues fun. He's always sending you deals. But the downside of Trader Will is he can build a really strong team and all of a sudden, going into this draft, I felt like I had the best team in the league, and all of a sudden, my team's not looking so good. So now I've doubled my efforts. I got some back deals working. I know Trey Barrett has as well from North Carolina, the one and only Trey Barrett. Trey, what's going on? What's up, man? Yeah, you definitely don't have the best team in that league, Ryan. Will, nope. has, Will has surpassed you. <laughs> At least his starters. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, it's been, it's been exciting. It's definitely a league that needed it. It needed the, needed a, a swift in the ponds. Um, so anyway, yeah, happy to be here, man. I'm, I'm definitely have been really busy. I'm running solo at work. My colleague is at the beach um, in Myrtle beach. Shout out to Liz. And uh, so I'm running solo this week. I've been like, I'm sure Liz oh, is on the beach listening to the been podcast. Dogging it. She you listens know, right. to the podcast every once in a while, man. She, she <laughs> listens. Right. Hey Liz. She, uh, yeah, she's, she's here for the, here for the fantasy football hot takes, actually mostly the jokes. So Liz should know something uh, and our listeners should know something. There is one thing, Trey, that you and I share that Will does not have in this league we're talking about, Dennis Darwinism, and that's championship rings, baby. So Trey won the first year. uh, I'm the defending champion. So we'll see if, we'll see if Will can get it done this year. So. I drafted yeah, I mean, Spencer Ware in the fourth <laughs> round of this startup draft and now have a team that I feel like can compete for a championship. So F you guys, I'm trying. Yeah. You, you, yeah. We had a, we had a great showdown in the championship. I think I traded Trey for that pick. Yeah. So well, anyway, that's, so. that's funny. I remember trading with you in that, in that startup, but Ryan, trying to get Ryan, 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 you know, let's, let's just in, in all fairness, Will, Ryan wants to come at you. We can come back. I mean, this was the year that Ryan got the entire first round of rookie drafts in, uh, fair, yeah. in, in what essentially was one of the most epic rookie classes in NFL history, the 2017 rookie class. So, you know, he, he might have taken a little bit of a, of a, a downturn 
early on, but uh, within 12 months of the of the startup, his and he, he made some really good moves too. Not taking anything away, but uh, I made some bad moves and didn't draft there? some guys. But well, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, that also, that is a fun that is a fun thing to do. So we should, and I picked that it was a great year to do it. 2017, that 2017 rookie class. But if you want to start a league, it's kind of interesting. Didn't we bid for that? I think I think I bid the most to have the pleasure of, of doing that. So basically everyone else drafted. It was like $27 draft. you won it with. It was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of money, but it, everyone else drafted. And then I picked up a bunch of guys off waivers and then basically I had like the whole first round to, to uh, you know, a rookie pick. So that was, that was fun. And um, yeah. Tony it, Romo in that draft too. Then <laughs> he retired. Well, you didn't see that one coming though. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You turned it around. I mean, Will seriously has like this great team, like his starters are second to none and it's, it's a younger team too. So, you know, you've got Patrick Mahomes, you get Saquon, you've got, see, that's, see, it's a good thing. You didn't have a good startup draft because you wouldn't have got Saquon Barkley. Um, you, you've got uh, Devontae Adams, you've got Michael Thomas, you've got, you got a good tight end. Oh, you got George Kittle. So like Will's yeah, team is built for the good future. Job. So, you know, don't feel too sorry for him. He's probably has many championships in his future. So Boy, anyway, We've really talked a lot about this one league. So Dynasty Darwinism, shout out to our league mates. Um, we, we, do we want to keep talking about this or move on to something? Else? It's uncut. We can talk about whatever we want. We want. Well, That's a great how, thing. This is our show. What are you here at the 114 in this league, Ryan? Let's What's interesting about – values, Superflex 14 team. So draft picks I feel like are a little bit more valuable. Uh, this particular rookie draft, I think it's totally worth mentioning, went Kyler Murray, Miles Sanders, which is, is a, uh, not the usual – uh, right. I traded up, got Josh Jacobs. Then it went David Montgomery, Nikhil Harry, Dwayne Haskins, DK Metcalf, Paris Campbell, TJ Hawkinson, Marquise Brown, Noah Fant, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown. So there is some money on the table right now. And, and there are a lot talk of us, interesting. Talk us through at least a little bit of your thought. But you don't have to share who you're going to No, pick, that's fine. But so, just the thought process. So I, I am, you know, so I've got like four. My, my, my quarterback situation is fantastic because I've got – Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Cam Newton, and Sam Darnold. So I might be trying to move one of these QBs. So part of me thinks, well, if I move a QB and, and I don't get one back, I should take Daniel Jones be, because of, you know, the high draft capital, right? But then there's Daryl Henderson, Darrell Henderson on the board. And I'm intrigued by Darrell Henderson a, a little bit. But then there's another guy I like. You guys know it goes, guys know I like Damian Harris. So he's on the board too. So it's there are a lot of a lot of decisions here a lot of decisions so I, I don't know and there are some people that have inquired about trading for this pick i've gotten some interesting trade offers so it's it's a good place to be right now i'm not gonna lie um so we'll see but but yeah it, it is interesting in this draft um you know at the 114 it's it seems like daniel jones should be the pick but i like those running backs and and i you know you know this this is the decision do you do you you know you know take the best value available i could use a running back depth on my team um if, if i don't trade any of my quarterbacks then i'd have five quarterbacks these are shallow rosters is that too many quarterbacks to be carrying in a shallow league like this but it's a 14 team league it's super flex so i don't know these are the things that are running through my head just spitting out my thoughts so i like it that's a, a good analysis yeah so so we'll see it's fun and and one of the things that we did in this league, and I, I think most of our listeners probably listen, play in MFL, but MFL really is a great platform, and it's it's really gotten things things going, things cooking. 
this was one of those leagues that was on ESPN and then on a spreadsheet kind of in the off season. And when you have a league where you don't have a platform in the off season, it makes it difficult to get anything done. Even if you want to make deals, you're like, where's that spreadsheet? I got to find that, that Google sheet. And it's, it's just harder. And this way you're going to send trades and people get them. Um, even if it's on <laughs> MFL. Versus the other one, people don't get the trades. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, no, if, I'm just kidding. If, <laughs> if you've got a league where it's, it lives on a spreadsheet in the off season and you send someone a, you know, through the league chat, a message, you know, sometimes they don't respond to those in a timely manner, but usually people will at least take the time to accept, reject, counter a trade in MFL. And like, you know, my experience. So, so yeah, the platform helps big time. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. Uh, I do want to trade into this pick, but I don't think we should go into that because I don't have anything ready and I'm, I only have great players and scrubs on my team. So Kind of a miss. Uh, guys, I think – so I was doing just – everybody, we all look at ranking at, at different websites, right? We're looking at uh, DLF. UTH is one of our, our good buddies. Uh, I, the, like, player profiler. Um, and then if you want to do, like, uh, four for four, just added this with, with Matt Williamson uh, that I really like looking at. And so I wanted to find some players that have very different rankings at the position and discuss this with you guys because we all have different opinions about running backs. And I know that these guys have probably already been talked about and discussed a little bit, but I, I want to dive in a little bit more because if uh, we talked about it on the Patreon episode, but one of my kindling takes not, not quite hot, not quite on fire takes is uh, I think I'm going to go start buying some Dalvin cook. I, I am really coming around to his value. And so I want like the Dalvin cook versus Leonard Fournette kind of debate type of thing because he's ranked between like Leonard Fournette I've seen between 18 and 10 and Cook is between like 10 and 15. Uh, is there any scenario we're taking Leonard over Cook? Hey, Will, just to clarify before we get into this, are we talking, we're talking ranks and not values, right? Because they're two distinctly different things in my book. Well, it's just saying, so, you know, the, the rankings dictates value, right? In, in what you're doing? Not necessarily because for example, um, uh, like a like like Chris Godwin, you know, he he's a guy that his his ADP. I, th- I think his value has risen quite a bit, but you may not have him ranked where he's valued, or or a, or a Corey Davis, or the. So I think there are are some examples of where guys are 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 ranked highly, but maybe their value just doesn't reflect the rank for whatever reason. So, but if you were to go through and rank all your top twenty, the top twenty four wide receivers and running backs, that's saying your value, right? Well, I, I think the value is dictated by the market and your rank is, is what you, how you personally believe a player, you know, like where you would, where you'd want them. Like, I mean, it's kind of. I think you guys, yeah, I think <clears throat> I understand where you guys are coming from. I, I think for the, for the exercise, Ryan, I think he's probably just asking us to evaluate where we value these guys. So essentially where we rank them, you know, like just comparing one to the other. Gotcha. Okay. And, and obviously, you know, we all might be different in every, every league, it could even be a little different, but. I'm just trying to complicate things. I don't know why. Okay. Let, let's, let's do it. <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Let's get back. Yeah, I mean, cause like, cause like you, I mean, if you're talking like value and you talk first round picks, they're different in a 14 than a 12 team league. Yeah, but this yeah. is just straight. These are the way I think in my dynasty league, like these are the players I'd want in this order at yeah. this position. It's more fun this way too. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we don't want to do that. Well, it depends on how my team is built up. Yeah, yeah. No, no one wants that nonsense. No, get that let's out of here. Let's, let's just straight talk. up on the table. You figure that uh, out for yourself, listeners. I think I'm going to start making some moves for, for, for Dalvin Cook. Uh, I like his future. I like Kubiak being an advisor here to the Vikings. And I was doing this kind of like versus thing, and I was doing versus Leonard Fournette. Uh, but in general, let's just go uh, overall. So Dalvin Cook, he ranges at what I saw between 10 and 15, uh, maybe a little bit later at like 18 for running back ranks in Dynasty. So where do you guys, where do you guys kind of fall in that spectrum of Dalvin Cook? Are you high or low for this season? And then not, – sorry, not this season, for his Dynasty value. So I'll go first here because I've got a pretty, pretty bold take on this. Um, I like Dalvin Cook, but I am concerned that, you know, the reason he went in the second round of the NFL draft and now having missed, I think, half of his uh, NFL games that he's, you know, been in the league for so far in his career uh, is concerning. I think he's, he's played 16 of 32 games. And on top of that, the Vikings just selected Alexander Madison in the third round, a very capable running back. So I am a little bit cooler on Cook. He's a guy that I have a hard time buying. In redraft, I like him. I think they're going to run the ball a lot in Minnesota this year. Um, but I, you know, we, we kind of talked about – you talked about Fournette already, right? Or did you not introduce that? I know it was, it was on the sheet, It was right? discussed quickly, but I pivoted off of it because I think that yeah. kind of – between those two players, like I, I don't want to like, – that's too much of a, 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 like a dead horse to keep kicking. Yeah. Let's well, it's talk a, about individually – yeah, it's a it's a strong it's a strong buy of Fournette over Cook for me. I think Fournette has a you know top five running back season coming. I think he's gonna. I think he's got a lot of motivation, and we know he has the ability if he can stay healthy. Of course, that's I think also the key with with Dalvin Cook as well. But um, I think both of these guys have question marks. I think they're both guys that you can probably get a little bit of a discount on right now because they both have those question marks, but. I'll take the guy that was a, a top five draft pick versus a second round draft pick and, and whose team did not just spend a top 100 pick on uh, another running back. I mean, they did take. Um, or Quill Armstead. In the, Armstead, Armstead in, the, in the fifth round. So, you know, oh, but yeah. I, I think that, I think Madison is much more capable of taking over a workload there in Minnesota. So that's, that's just, that's my, that's my preference value wise. I, I like, I like Fournette a good bit and I've been acquiring him in, in quite a few spots this, this off season at what I feel is a discount. And, and Trey, the, the, and sorry, sorry, Ryan, I want to let you go too, but yeah, no, I've been trying worry. to sell. I feel like Fournette's generated some more value. I've been making these uh, compound deals, like our, our deal for Kamara in that league. And I sold him with him with Julio Jones for Kamara in another league that we talked about. Uh, I think his, if you do an addition to Leonard Fournette, that gives you a really good, I don't know, like base for a trade to do a two for one. Yeah. Anyway, so Ryan, what do you think about uh, D Cook and LF? I think both these guys are, you know, ranked where they're at for, for good reasons, which we've already, you know, Trey kind of illustrated why. And for that reason, you know, I don't know. Dalvin Cook, I, I do just worry that he's going to be one of those guys. And, and this is so subjective and it's not objective because I think his situation is great. But I, I do think he's one of those guys. I just I just worry about him, how he's going to hold up. And um, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I just there's just something about Dalvin Cook that makes me want to avoid him. 
uh, Leonard Fournette, you know, he's, he's gotten into trouble, but I, but I, the draft for degree, you can't ignore no Leonard Fournette. And I, I do think he's a good value, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not super jacked about either one of these guys. I, I, I think these are two guys that kind of have a warning <laughs> signs that could be not worth a lot in, in the near future. You know, if, if Dalvin Cook doesn't hold up, if Leonard Fournette continues to kind of not perform the way Jacksonville or his next team wants to, to perform. I think these are guys that could lose value quickly and guys that are kind of good examples, you know, I think why you want to be careful how you value running backs and then you got to have them on your team. So I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think much, I guess I'm not willing to pay what, what they're worth, but, but maybe there are values if you don't have running backs on your team. I, I, uh, I that's a good, maybe that's a wishy-washy assessment. It certainly is. I don't, I mean, but I don't, I don't, have, so I don't, like, but I don't okay. feel strongly about either one of these guys. If, if anything, I've tried, I have sold some Delvin Cook uh, shares um, this past off season. So, and I, and I've tried and I don't own any Leonard Fournette, at least I, I think very little, I think in the league that Trey and I share, we've got Leonard Fournette, if memory serves, but otherwise not someone I initially want to acquire. And I think his value is going up. I think, I think he's more expensive than, than what people talk about when you actually try to acquire him. Cause I think there, there are people that like him and you should, I mean, he's got the draft pedigree and he could be a monster this year. He could easily be a top five running back. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to see the Vikings offense this year and how it changes with Kubiak as an advisor because we have an offensive court by we, I mean the Vikings, I'm kind of a Vikings fan, but uh, they promoted their, you know, quarterbacks coach, I believe it was quarterbacks coach offense coordinator last year near the end of the season. Yeah. And then brought in Kubiak as an advisor because Kubiak has a little bit of health issues. So I think the overall stress and time like workload that it takes to be an offensive coordinator is too much for him, but give me the Kubiak offense and give me the running back in that. And I would be very, very happy to have that. So that's where I, I, I want to gamble a little bit on Cook's upside. And so his overall, for me, uh, in my like dynasty ranks and values, he's scooting up a bit where I'm going to be willing to put out some trade offers on there where I lose on paper, but have some good upside in the future. Uh, Miles Sanders is the next guy that I wanted to just quickly discuss with you guys, because right now he's, I've seen him between, let's say like 14, 13, actually I've seen 13, 13 and 20 on dynasty running back rankings and to put miles sanders as the 13 best running back in the league for dynasty reasons it doesn't does it feel a little too soon for you guys is that it seems a little high to me i have you know i like his athleticism his college production profile has some question marks because of that one season of production but uh let's say where where do you think he slots into you guys is he is he going to beat out you know guys like uh let's see like miles like marlon mack or uh, some people have him in front of Kerryon Johnson. Uh, Derek, is Derek Henry or Miles Sanders? Kind of like that, that area. What are you thinking? I, I like Miles Sanders over Marlon Mack for sure. And Derek Henry, I think I do too, I, too as well because I think Miles Sanders can do it all. I, I, so I, I, I think he is in a good situation in Philadelphia. Um, I, I don't know about um, – carry on Johnson though I, I would say no to that but but I don't know it does seem kind of rich but I guess I would have to look at all the rankings and see which running backs are ranked ahead of him um because I I, did, I think there is I, I don't know a, a drop off once you get outside of those elite running backs that we all know and love so so maybe not so bad I, I don't know I'm pretty high on Miles Sanders maybe I have a bias but um so Miles Sanders or Leonard Fournette I like Miles Sanders call me crazy 
crazy. You crazy. <laughs> I'm not saying like for like a tr- we're not like, like we said we talk, we're not talking about like dynasty value like straight up. I wouldn't do a deal straight up necessarily. Um, Sanders for Fournette or anything like that. But I'm just saying like my own personal rankings who I like. I like Sanders like in dynasty long term over Fournette. I'm not saying they're gonna he's gonna have a better 2019 or anything. All right, Sanders v. Geis. Sanders. Too many warning signs with guys right now. It just makes me super nervous. Listen, there there might be an upcoming buy window on Sanders because I don't yeah. know if you guys have been tracking this, but you know he just missed <clears throat> essentially all of the OTA and and mandatory minicamp practices with this hamstring, and and the Eagles are saying that it's precautionary, right? And and he's you know he's still out there getting some getting some reps, but he's not practicing fully, so. I don't think it's anything that worries me about Miles Sanders long-term, but you know, if this nagging hamstring injury continues on into training camp and you hear the hype of Jordan Howard or Smallwood or Clement or whoever it is, um, this is one of the smartest organizations in the NFL with one of the best, I believe offenses, not just for, you know, 2019, but for the next several years. And they just spent a second round pick a Miles Sanders. So he is a guy that if there's any kind of discount because of concern over this hamstring, I will be snatching him up. Not over Leonard Fournette though. <laughs> but over guys, he's pretty, pretty, pretty handily for me. Guys, guys is one of those guys. I'm, I'd have a hard time spending much capital on right now. Agreed. Very nice. Uh, I want to get into a little bit of a, I want to find your value and where you're putting him, Trey on Derrick Henry. And so I wrote some names in <laughs> that are on all the rankings that I was looking at because I subscribed to a, a, a shocking amount of websites. <laughs> so I feel like that's something that we can bring to the table, at least is like looking and collaborating, maybe bring like a little bit of an average. I don't want to give away their free content or their content for free and, and be a jerk in that, in, like, in that way. But I can kind of just put it out there that, that these players are close to each other and wherever I'm looking. So uh, Derrick Henry... Would you take Derrick Henry or Aaron Jones? Derrick Henry. Okay. Derrick Henry versus Marlon Mack. Derrick Henry. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Derrick Henry. Uh, so, Derrick Der- – I know this one, but anyway, we'll do it anyway. Derrick Henry versus Philip Lindsay. Derrick Henry. Devonta Freeman. Derrick Henry. Sony Michelle. Derrick Henry. Ooh. <laughs> David Montgomery. Derrick Henry. Oh, that was worthless Saquon exercise. Barkley. That was such a worthless exercise. <laughs> I thought one of them. Christian Derrick McCaffrey. Over. <laughs> I'll have to be honest, too. I, I, I like, like Derrick Henry even more so in half PPR. You know, there's a few leagues we play in that are half PPR. Full, full PPR. You know, all those answers, I was just assuming full PPR. Um, I think Derrick Henry is probably a guy that is a flip candidate for me. And it's probably not too unlike my take on Fournette. If Fournette has a top, even top six or top eight running back season, this, this coming up season, I will probably flip him in the places I have him once his value is, you know, fully rebounded back to that late first, early second round startup range or even mid second round startup range. Same thing with Derrick Henry. I don't expect Derrick Henry to be, a dominant force in the league for the next, you know, three or four years. Um, but I, I do expect Derrick Henry to have a monster season this year. I think that he, for the first time, is going to actually be – I know I talked about this on the Drunken episode. 
Um, but I, I mean, I, I really, I really like Derrick Henry quite a bit. And I, I think that his, his value is going to, you know, Ryan talked about this, you know, it's, it's not, you know, do I want to have him for the next three years of my dynasty teams? Well, probably not. But do I think that his value is going to surge immensely in the next three to five months? Absolutely. And so I'll acquire him where I can right now. And, and then I will most likely look to sell him when his value has, you know, peaked or at least gotten up to where I feel like, you know, I can, I can flip to someone I like better or, or, you know, add picks or whatever. But yeah, I, I would prefer Derrick Henry to any of those guys. So I, so the, one of these reasons I put that in here too is I think we've seen what Derrick Henry is and it's, a, it's, you know, he had some great production late in the season last year and he kind of flashed at the, the end of the season before that. Um, I think I would take him over Philip Lindsay just on the, the percentage of draft capital and where Lindsay is. I'd take him over Devonta Freeman because I don't trust that situation at all and his concussion in history. Uh, I would take David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, and Sonny Michelle all in front of Derrick Henry. Do I get to go? Yeah. I would take Derrick Henry – excuse me, Derrick Henry over all those guys but David Montgomery. Believe it or not. I mean, I, here's I, the I Bears, believe, Homer. I believe it because you said it. I mean, no, here's the thing with David Montgomery, guys. Uh, not to change the subject here. His vertical but, is less than Will Greenwood's. Woo! I was going to bring it up. I was so excited. It doesn't matter, though. He's, the, he's perfect for the system. It does. He wouldn't be able to touch this light at he's work. Be, he's better. He, he's a lot better than Jordan Howard, who, you know, was, was serviceable. So, right. yeah, it, it, we know. Like, like, look at Kareem Hunt. He's not the best athlete either. Look at his combine, and he's still produced in kind of the similar system so you know, i'm not saying i'm not saying Doug montgomery is going to be like Wait, you know, jump cream top 12 rb but i think he's high in rb2 for sure where these other guys freeman you got about injuries philip Lindsay, we talked about at nauseam he's going to fall off a cliff in my opinion aaron jones he's got some red flags to his game marlon mack is not going to have the sustainability in indianapolis sonny michelle knee injury concerns has competition with damian harris knocking on his door um and Derrick Henry, I, I just think he is, is you know, somewhat one-dimensional in, in his game where, uh, you know, David Montgomery's going to catch a lot of passes, even with Tariq going in that offense. So, for me, yes. I mean, it's not, like, by, like, a huge margin, but I take Montgomery over Henry. So, I tried that. You'd be happy overall with that take because uh, um, I took your guy over all the, most of those other guys. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I, I just had to give you a hard time about the <laughs> – about oh, the no, Derek. fair enough. And obviously, I'm sitting here in, in a bear shirt. I, I, have, I have a bias, and, and maybe it's – I'm seeing it through uh, orange and blue colored glasses or something like that. I don't know. I think the key uh, for Derrick Henry is he's just never had the opportunity. You know, that's what I want to see him get. Even if, I'm, even if he plays poorly and I end up being wrong, like I don't want to just be right. I just want to see the guy get, you know, 290 or 300 touches this year. I don't, and you mentioned it, like he is rather one dimensional. He's, he's not going to catch, you know, 60 or 80 passes, um, maybe not even 30, but um, you know, I think that I just want to see him get the opportunity to be the lead running back and, 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 you know, do what we've seen him do. Like we'll mention the end of the last couple seasons. I really do. It's going in his fourth year though. Like, how soon do you give up on a running back? Four, like four years? You're going to hit in this four. Like, it, it's tough. It's tough swallow. So, but, but that's he, okay. He was, Different he opinions was, is, 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 is what we live for. But he was um, stuck uh, in a situation 
with DeMarco Murray the first couple of years. That's not really fair, Will, because, I mean, he didn't... So he couldn't outplay an old DeMarco and Murray? He, and he flashed. If he was really this good, though, he he'd beat flashed with DeMarco Murray. Look at, look at, I mean, I'm, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm, like, getting on the defensive for, for Derrick Henry here, but I, it's not really fair to say that, oh, he hasn't done anything in, in four years. I mean, look what he did last year. He, he had a tremendous second half of the season, so... I mean, he has almost I mean, 2,300 a- yards and 22 touchdowns in three years. So it's not like – I mean, he was, a, he was a top 15 running back last year. And you can say, oh, well, it was only the last half of the year. Well, yeah, that, that just tells you how – what his uh, potential is. I mean, he, he had 1,000 yards rushing and 12 touchdowns last year. Um, I mean, that like, you know, the, the fact that he basically, you know, didn't even have 200 – I think he had 230 touches last year. So, I mean, you know, and he averaged 4.9 yards a carry. He, he's just – He's never really clearly – and those first two years, he, dude, his, his rookie season, De, DeMarco Murray was, was a monster. He was not like a washed-up running back. His, his, his rookie season, it, you know, last year I was pretty disappointed because, you know, I, I thought maybe he would get a little bit better shot, and they really, I think, gave De, Deion Lewis more than um, – but, but you, cannot, you cannot refute the fact that they're – what was it? Ten and one, I think, in the eleven career games where they've given him sixteen touches. I mean, cannot refute that, man. Cannot. Uh, I mean, that win percentage is just that. That's a that not a great fantasy football point stat. Because uh, with that too, he's put up horrible fantasy games with more than sixteen touches. Not many. <laughs> well, he's had it. He's how many? How many? He's been in the league for. Three years. I, I, it's just if he was really that good, they would have used him. The coaches lost their jobs after his second year when Demarco Murray was banged up. Like that should matter. That he wasn't good enough to be a job saver for those guys, in at least an opinion or a, a narrative street to go down. So, but I also I like Derrick Henry. Like I don't want to be the, the bad guy on him, but I just want, well, I want Aaron Jones in electric offense. You know, I want I want David Montgomery in a three down back roll. And uh, the, what, what the Bears have, a, a, like, a better defense and I feel like a better overall team than the Titans do. I'm very excited about that. Uh, hold on. You know, Aaron Jones is in trouble because we just legalized cannabis in Illinois. What is Green Bay? Like, the, the, from, from the Wisconsin border, it's Green Bay far. and Illinois, it's like three, so three and a half hours. Well, come on. The way, the way he drives, didn't he get pulled over for speeding? He, you know, it'll take him a couple hours to get down here. He's going to buy some cannabis because I'm sure that's the only way he can obtain it legally in Illinois. And he's going to get himself yeah. in trouble again. So – you gonna watch out for Aaron Jones. Everyone just ignores the fact that Aaron Jones has yet to play a full season, and part of it's been injury, and part of it's been suspension. I mean, the guy's got red flags. Oh, and you know he also had trouble keeping Jamal Williams off the field, and I know that was all Mike McCarthy, but and he looked fantastic when he was on the field. But I, I just think what about draft capital, like Trey? The draft capital. Oh wait, they didn't spend it. Did they? Darn it. I mean, I just don't – I don't think he has staying power. Do I think he has a chance to be a running back one in 2019? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do I think that if he and Jamal Williams both get hurt, that Dexter Williams could be a running back one in 2019 in that offense? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the key. It's, it has nothing to do with Aaron Jones, and I just don't see him being a guy with year-over-year value. You know, I – I'm beginning to learn that the draft capital really does matter. Uh, look at Alex Collins, you know. I was all about Alex that? Collins last offseason. Yeah, that, the guy that doesn't even have a team right now. I mean, the, the guy 
put up incredible numbers down the stretch for the Ravens two years ago. And I remember last offseason being all about him. I remember he was, had like the second most. I think he was only right. behind Todd Gurley. And, and you know, just being all about him, the numbers he put up, you watch the film. Like it's Yimmy I mean, friends. He's still an undrafted running back that I think was traded for like a late round. I mean, you know, draft, draft capital. Yeah, Damian Williams. Another – that's – dude, uh, I, 12 months from now, I'm going to just be yeah. – laughing at all the people that spent draft capital, you know, fourth or fifth round, sixth round startup picks or traded, you know, really decent long-term assets for Damian Williams when he's absolutely worthless again. I mean, you just have to historically, and these are things we learn, right? The longer we play dynasty, you just kind of learn these lessons. Does it mean every single fourth and fifth round running back is going to be a bust? No, right. Devontae Freeman was put up an RB one season as a fourth round draft pick. So they're going to hit, it's going to happen. And Aaron Jones may be that guy this year, but I'm just not going to invest in someone long-term with so many question marks. Right. Just remember, the window is very, very small. I mean, I think Damian Williams is going to have a big year, but I think after this year, boom, that door is closed. Forget it. So if you acquire him thinking it's a one-year rental, fine. But no, after one year, you could have a stock on your hands, asset that's worth. So who's older, Damian Williams or Carlos Hyde? I think Damian Williams is actually, but they're, I think they're pretty close, it's right? Hard. It's probably like eight months, but in, in football years or like mileage in the, you know, how much is talent? Uh, no. Well, Carlos Hyde used to be more talented, but. Why does everyone say used to be? Wait, wait, what? Did, what did, did because like, the evidence shows like that, that can, with those teams give up on you, not sign you. If did, you're so talented, it happens all the time. These running backs, like, running backs are cheap. Like that. Did, did Carlos Hyde just like lose all his football ability? Yeah, it's been health every time he's been when he's been on the field. He is is important. You got to be healthy to play. No, it is. It it completely is. But he is a better running back than Damian Williams. No, no question in my mind. No question in my mind. So we'll see. We'll find out. The kindling. The kindling has happened on the high. Hey, hey, we gotta we gotta move on. I'm gonna turn to pumpkin here in about ten minutes. So we gotta move on to to wide receivers. Okay, so three hundred yards. A quick one. Who's who's uh used to be, who's who's has he's been. been talked about quite a bit because he had a really great season last year, but a lot of places that I'm seeing I'm seeing Tyler Lockett and this is going by all these you know uh, different websites rankings and so Tyler Lockett it puts him behind these rookies and I'm curious to if you would take any of them in front of him. So uh, Nikhil Harry, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Paris Campbell. And Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel are all ranked ahead of Tyler Lockett on consensus. Are any of those rookies that you would like to have over Tyler? I mean, Tyler Lockett. I think you're asking the wrong guys because I, I mean, you know, we're, I, I think all of us have, you know, bought into the philosophy that we want to load up on stud wide receivers and, you know, guys in this range, you know, hopefully we won't have too many of these on our team. I, I'm, that's not the, a fun answer, though, for a podcast, is it? Um, who, who do I want? Do I want any of these rookies above Tyler Lockett? I don't know what to think of Tyler Lockett. I, I, he's just a, a weird guy to assess because – It's a dynasty the, startup. You want Tyler Lockett, like any of these guys in front of Tyler Lockett? No, I'm, taking, I'm not taking any of these guys in the dynasty startup. So, pass. A trade out of the pick. Take a running back instead. 
No, I think they're all about the same. I don't know. They're they're all about. I think they're all valued in this range because they're all about the same. So take your favorite. Who do I like better here? I guess I'm gonna take you know DK Metcalf of, of this group, or or probably Nikhil Harry, and then maybe Lockett. The rest of the, and then the rest of these rookies. Trey, I would take Lockett. I would take Lockett over all of them, um, and it would be pretty easy for me. I think I think that I think that Tyler Lockett, you know, he was a third round draft pick, right? And it was a, it was the beginning of the third round, so it was a day two pick, which which we all know, you know, not necessarily uh, a great thing for for wide receivers. But you know, he's coming he's coming the league, and you know, he, he's put up, uh, you know, over 500 yards every season, and you know, last year had the breakout right where he had almost a thousand yards and ten touchdowns, and but but essentially like he's now the number one wide receiver in Seattle. And so I believe that he's going to statistically have his best year as a pro. So I, you know, long-term, I probably would rather have Nikhil Harry, but I think in 12 months, Tyler Lockett will have grown in value. While I think Harry will probably be kind of hovering. I think Harry as a first round draft pick is probably safe like his value is safe, but I think Lockett's value can continue to increase. I think they both have insulated value, but I think there's a higher ceiling for Lockett. Um, you know, so I, I would probably take Lockett over all those guys. Um, if I, if you told, if you told me, you know, that I was just building a team and, and I couldn't make any trades for the next three or four years, I'd rather have Harry, but you know, in a, in a position where I can move players as their value ebbs and flows, I would take Lockett over. Harry's the only one that would even be close. What about you, Will? Uh, so, one, I feel like I, I'm starting to grow a little bit on, on Debo Samuel and feeling that we might be undervalued what his role could be in that, on that team. Tyler Lockett does concern me a little bit. He has a slight injury history with a, a PCL tear. Uh, in 2016, but he played through it, but he was very ineffective. Uh, and then he broke his leg. He broke his tibia and fibula in week 16 of 2016. So, but he's finally, he's finally clicking with the team. They signed him to extension. I really like Tyler Lockett, but in full on dynasty. Uh, yeah, I'm taking, I want, I want Nikhil Harry. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hard to go AJ Brown there, but I might trade him for Marquise Brown on that upside. If I have a, like a decent team. But then, yeah, I will take uh, him over the rest of the guys. That's it. Nikhil, like, I want, I want, I, I can't wait to see what Harry can do, good or bad. I'm very intrigued. And uh, but it, so that's the that's when you were looking at rankings, right? A lot of people do trading and drafting based on sites rankings. And with the way we just broke it down, we're taking Tyler Lockett ahead of all these guys, and all these guys are ahead of, of Tyler Lockett right now in this like the average of rankings. So it's good to me, at least. I think it's a good point to share that just because you're, you know, if you, if you are at a loss for a pick, uh, you know, factor in what matters to you. Yeah. And I think the reason I identified Harry and Metcalf um, of this group that I take ahead of Lockett is, is because of upside, the way I perceive their upside. And I do think Tyler Lockett, I think you might be right, Trey, when you say he could have his best year statistically and that that's not bad, but I just don't ever see like any potential to be like this, you know, overall wide receiver one. And I don't really see that with Nikhil Harry or DK Metcalf, but I think there's a pathway where they could have tr- greater value in the future than, than Lockett has now or will ever have the rest of his career. I think that's in their, you know, uh, kind of 
list of potential outcomes. And I, I don't, I don't believe strongly in that, but I, I do think those guys have a higher upside. So I guess if I'm taking wide receiver this late, I want to go for guys with, with pretty great upside. So and a guy like DK Metcalf, I don't think you can get more upside than, than that guy. Um, but we'll see how he develops this game. So, I mean, yeah, Doriel Green Breckham had a great career. So <laughs> that's right. They, no, they, that's, they, exactly. you, you have these athletic freaks that, that are, they don't end up working in the NFL. Uh, actually, really, I'm a big. I, I I haven't gotten Metcalf anywhere. Nor uh, have I. But I want. But I want to. And I we're, we're we're passing on this class pretty heavily, which is again a very consensus opinion. But I'm I'm getting some FOMO, and I, I need to I need to table that. So I like I like this discussion with you guys. Hey, can can we talk about a couple of like because because we I know that that it looks like Trace turned into a pumpkin too. We got to end the show here shortly. But can we talk about? Not not necessarily together. We could, I guess, but their values are, are different. Adam Thielen and then Will Fuller, because I think that those are two interesting guys to talk about. Because Adam Thielen, I don't know, is it just me? Because number one, it looks like, you know, there's a site that has him as high as 13, a site that has him 21. And I'm worried about him. Isn't he 28 years old? With that, Will, Will you talked about it. We talked about Dalvin Cook. That Minnesota offense is changing. Whenever they kind of had that change, that shift, towards the end of last year you know Thielen had that hot start he was blazing hot and then he then he really tapered off and I just not that Thielen's not going to be good but based on his age I just don't think we're going to see a stretch like that from him again I, I just I kind of feel like he's going to be wide receiver two wide receiver three starting this year from here on out he, he makes me nervous just a guy I don't really want am, is, am I alone in an island with this or do you guys kind of feel the same way curious where do you rank him so I'm pretty high on Allen Thielen, and there, there's probably a touch of, of homerism in there. But uh, his, his ankle, and I'm trying to find the date at, at which it got banged up, because it's not listed on – I was trying to find it on, on player profiler, and now I'm on a sports injury predictor, and I, and I meant to look this up beforehand, and I apologize for that. But his, his drop-off also coincided with him being a little bit banged up uh, last year. So – the, the offense did change and digs really emerged, but I'm very excited for year two with Kirk Cousins in that offense on the passing game. Even if they're still run heavy, there's opportunity because those, I mean, they kept Kyle Rudolph and they added Irv Smith and they didn't add anybody else in the wide receiver core. So I think those guys are still in line for enough targets to produce really great fantasy uh, points this year. And so like, like Adam Thielen has been involved for me with a lot of trades with Leonard Fournette. Gotcha. Oh, that, that's good insight. Cause I didn't realize he got injured last year. I guess I either didn't catch it or remember it. Now I'm looking kind of, and maybe the team downplayed it. Cause it does look like if I Google, this is back in November where Adam Thielen was also limited again with this low back calf issue. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's probably just a thing that they, they downplayed limited participation. It probably did. You're probably, you're, you're right. It probably did impact him. Trey, what about you? You don't love my conspiracy theories. I like it. Yeah, Adam Thielen is an interesting I, – I think it's hard to compare Adam Thielen and Will Fuller because if you oh, yeah. look at – Oh, yeah, like, and I was – I didn't mean to. I just wanted to talk about those two guys. I'm not trying yeah. to – Yeah, oh, oh, I got you, I got you. Yeah, no, because I was going to say the gap, the difference in ADP. Will Fuller's an interesting guy. Well, well let me finish Adam Thielen and we'll, then we go to Fuller. Like, Adam Thielen's probably a guy that I'm just not going to own anywhere because – I don't know what is ADP. Maybe, you know, if one of you guys could look it up real quick, or I don't know if any of you, either of you have it in front of you, you know, but, but I feel like he's probably in the top four rounds 
or five rounds of, of startup ADP, just, just PPR ADP. And so that, that's just, Ryan, you, you mentioned it and, you know, injury, you know, maybe, the, you know, this is a guy that didn't have his, his, you know, breakout season until he was 26 years old. And so I, I do fear that, you know, he, he's going to turn 29 before the season starts. I do worry that if you buy him now, you know, next off season, he's going to turn 30. And yes, we have seen wide receivers play. And, and Chad Parsons with UTH talks about this a lot. Most of the guys that you see play into their earlier mid thirties are elite metric guys, right? I think Antonio Brown is, uh, has a really good possibility of, you know, being an exception to that rule. But I just, I do worry about the cost to acquire Thielen. I think in redraft, you know, very reasonable. I think, I think it's, you can expect him to have 90 to 100 catches again this year and, and probably, you know, 12, 1300 yards. Um, but I, I do feel like that Stefan Diggs is kind of slowly overtaking the role as the one a on that team. And um, I just, you know, investing the capital you'd have to invest to acquire Adam Thielen to me um, at his age is just not something I'm interested in doing. Do either he's, of you guys have his age? Yeah, yeah. single quarterback league, he's, he's 28. 20. Whew. Yeah, that's that's just crazy. I mean, there's just no – I mean, I, I right? bet Julio's going he, behind him. Is that – 2019 startup ADP, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. The, yes. No, Julio's going at 17 overall. I, okay. I don't underestimate how, how – What about A.J. Behind, Green? Is A.J. Green going behind him? A.J. Green is 37. Yeah, I'd rather have AJ Green than than Adam Thielen all day. Yeah. Um, oh man, AJ Green's turning into a buy, but that we that's maybe another day. But I think what's what's interesting. So ADP again is isn't like the best trade analyzer, but like he's going five picks after Keenan Allen. To me, there's a chasm of value between Keenan Allen and Adam Thielen. Uh, he's what, also he's on also which going, side? What, just to clarify. Oh, on, on the Allen side. Really? You think so? Well, I, I think Allen's younger. He's been with that system for a longer time, and he's had only a year younger. It's only a year younger. Yeah, but I think when you actually look at like if you're going full birthdays, who turns thirty first? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, no, I mean he, 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 but he just he just turned twenty seven, Keenan Allen. Where you, as you pointed out, he's Keenan's almost twenty nine, so maybe closer to two years difference. Almost two years. Different. So and but also like the Keenan Allen Philip Rivers connection to me is very real, and I could see Philip Rivers playing for. Two, two to three more years and just being a monster producer. I, I, I am really, really rising on Keenan Allen coming to this season now that he's proved that he can sustain health. Uh, and that he's not just going to be like, like have these like odd random injuries all the time. Uh, so anyway, then and I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe he's due for one, but uh, yeah, that versus Adam Thielen, it's not maybe, maybe a chasm is, is a bad descriptor of that. But I think Keenan Allen has a much better chance of finishing as a top five wide receiver than, than Adam Thielen does. An, another player close, though, is like, is like Josh Jacobs and Adam Thielen. So you're talking about the 101 in a, in a 1QB uh, a league being right, behind, or right in front of Adam Thielen. Like, that's an interesting value proposition. Yeah. That hurts. Brandon Cooks is, is two spots behind Adam Thielen. I would take Brandon Cooks over Adam Thielen, and I don't think that would be close to me either. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I would too. I, I like I Brandon Cooks is undervalued. I think I think we've talked to him before. You know, he he's just such a steady producer, man. Um, and, and Adam Thielen not, again is not a guy I dislike. I just don't I don't like. Uh, I'm not going to have too many teams where I'm going to be willing to pay. You know, if there's a discount in the trade, you know, if if he's not going at the same price, 
as someone who's a top 20, you know, eight, top 30 uh, startup pick, then, then he's a guy I would be willing to acquire in season if I were a contender. But, you know, at this point of the year, you know, Adam Thielen, the, the, he's the kind of guy I'm trying to sell, right? Like I'm trying to turn Adam Thielen into Amari Cooper, even if I have to add a little bit. Or I'm trying to turn Adam Thielen into, uh, you know, uh, there's a litany of other wide. I mean, man, I I would probably try to turn Allen or Adam Thielen into like you know Corey Davis plus Will Fuller, or you know Corey Davis in a 2021st, or or find something you know along those lines. Um, and again, it you know part of that's youth motivated, um, and and part of that's going to be team specific. Obviously, if I have a contender, Adam Thielen's going to be hard to sell. So let's move on to Will Fuller because he's very interesting and people have him ranked kind of all over the place. Cause there are, I, I think you either buy into the narrative that Will Fuller has first round draft capital attached to him. And when he's been healthy, he's been incredible. He's attached to Deshaun Watson and that Houston Texans offense, which is, you know, going to be explosive again. But then there are the people that if you don't buy into him, it's like, Oh, but look at the injuries. He's never playing. You can't stay healthy. So I don't want him because he's never going to be healthy. He's going to give you a couple of games and he's going to get hurt. And it, and it seems like that narrative is running deep and, and people, I've, I've heard people do their projections. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't, I, I think some of the, the football guys, for example, have talked about this where they're projecting a guy like Kiki Cootie to, to have a really big year um, be, mainly because they're projecting Will Fuller not to be healthy the whole time, which I think is interesting how people build that injury into their projections. Some, some people do, some people don't. So Kiki's a, a staple of health. Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny, right? That the, they're they're saying Kiki's going to be healthy, but his rookie season, he certainly wasn't. That's a good point. So, where do you guys fall on on Will Fuller? I mean, where, where do you value him? I, this I mean, is also this is also one where I found like found thirty eight to fourteen. So this is a twenty four. <laughs> that's huge. Like that's the, one of the biggest gaps I found, and uh, I've all, I, yeah, I've also found like like Mike Williams ranked behind him. But anyway, where where do you fall, Trey and Will Fuller? Do you guys know where Will Fuller's ADP is right now without looking? I just look, so I can't. What 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 would you think it is, Will? Uh, let's go sixty eight. You're real close. Seventy one. Ooh, under. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. I will come. And play Plinko. So I was looking at Superflex. Oh, um, oh Superflex yeah. today. Yeah. And he's outside of the top 100. Wow. And, you know, so obviously, you know what's so funny, Will, is you are the, the, the same conversation I hear surrounding Will Fuller is, is very similar to where conversation was two years ago about Keenan Allen. Because, you know, people forget Keenan Allen has played 16 games each of the last two years, right? But prior to that, he had a slew of seasons where he really struggled to stay healthy. And, like, I understand that Will, Will Fuller's injuries, you know, last year it was an ACL. Um, and, and I think the, the years before that he had, like, I think it was, like, hamstring and knee strains. Um, you know, last year was, was kind of the big injury with that, um, with the ACL tear. But um, – I just, the thing that I love about Will Fuller is he has had an incredible connection with Deshaun Watson. And when he's been on the field, 
you know, it happened two years ago and they said, oh, th that, those numbers can't continue. And then, you know, all he did last year, I think through like seven games, he had 500 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, he was just lighting it up with Deshaun Watson. And I think that offense is pointing upwards. I think that they're, you know, um, Tom o uh, Bill O'Brien is continuing to get his, his pieces in place and slowly building that franchise. And so I like Will Fuller quite a bit, actually. Um, and part of that is, again, I was a guy that was pretty aggressively buying Keenan Allen two years ago when everybody was selling him for pretty cheap because he couldn't stay healthy. Because Will Fuller is a guy to me, if he plays 16 games in 2019, is almost guaranteed to rocket three rounds in ADP. It's almost a guarantee. Even if he only puts up 900 yards and eight touchdowns, which I feel like for him is going to be very easy playing on the opposite side of Nuke. I, I think that his ADP, right? He's just a bargain. And, and I've acquired him in, in several deals. I've, I've, you know, taken him in several startups this year. And uh, so I, I like his um, upside if he can stay healthy. And, and that's a big if, um, but the price that you pay for him right now, um, I just think that he's got immense upside. It would not surprise me at all if he puts up 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns this year if he stays healthy. I mean, I honestly almost expect it. If he, if he's, if he plays 14 games this year, I, I kind of expect, you know, 900 to 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns from him. So, yeah, I, I think for the price, I, I think he's, he's a great buy. Like, like for the, where he's going, I, I just think for the price – is he a little risky? Sure. But I mean, the, the wide receivers going around him, like Robbie Anderson, you, you're going to take Robbie Anderson over Will Fuller. I mean, I mean, I know he's flashed everything, but talk about a guy that's got some, some issues off the field and, and you know, the Jets offense, who knows, I, I don't know, like the wide receivers going that range. I, I just, for me, it's a pretty easy Will Fuller. I mean, just, he's got it all other than the fact he may not stay healthy, but I, I think we've got to be careful with that narrative. So, well, I, mean, I, I, think, I think first off though, he can only jump three and a half inches higher than I can. So it's, it's pretty important via, via his combine <laughs> results. Uh, can we compare 40 times? <laughs> self, is, can I do self-timed? <laughs> I don't think it matters. Because I can't bench press 225. One. I don't think it matters uh, how you time it, Will, to be completely honest. Didn't he run like a 4-3-3 or 4? Four? The 4-3-2 is, is, is official. Can, uh, can I use a sundial? <laughs> I'm, I'm an explosive guy, right? Like, not, not straight speed. No, just, just kidding. I uh, looked it up because I was really hoping that he was younger than Calvin Ridley, but he's not. He's like 10 months older than Calvin uh, Ridley. But I, I was, I was super hopeful, but he's only 25. He just turned 25. So, you know, his, his, his best year. I mean, you know, Adam Thielen had, I think 200 career receiving yards when he was Will Fuller's age. So. Well, yeah, and, and his first injury injury was his clavicle, so that's not long term. Actually, that makes your it makes your collarbone stronger. Uh, all the years of bike racing, the breaking your collarbone is the most common injury because you fall on that side. So, like that should recover just fine. The ACL does worry me. So, Trey, I, I want to put this out there: uh, if you're doing a startup, if you if you don't want to take Will Fuller uh, at at that point in time, I actually think Will Fuller is going to be a pretty easy buy week five, week six into the season. Because he tore his ACL week eight of this last year. And a speed guy like him, maybe he pulls his hamstring like early on in the season. You know, having one of those, uh, in, what do they call those uh, injuries where you're like you're compensating the compensatory injuries. That's not compensatory injuries, but we'll call it that for now. Uh, 
where his price, I think, is going to drop a little bit. So he's him and Cooper Cup are two guys going to monitor really hard it, that I think people are expecting them to come in full bore into the season, and I don't think they're going to. Not everybody's Adrian Peterson with ACLs. <laughs> and he's actually got a, a kind of a tough early season schedule. I actually just pulled up the schedule kind of just interestingly enough. They play at New Orleans versus Jacksonville at L.A., Chargers, you know, and so I think all three of those teams, of course, you know, Ramsey will probably shadow, um, will shadow uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but I think New Orleans, Jacksonville, and the Chargers all have like top, maybe like top five pass defenses in the NFL. And so I, I think that, you know, he could have a slow start to the season. Um, but then, you know, he's, he's got some favorable matchups down the stretch. So we're talking matchups, man, in June. What's wrong with us? Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to do some research on what the rankings of defenses, how they change. Remember when the Jacksonville was a vaunted defense? And then Derrick Henry just, just ruined them and, <laughs> and created all this hype train? That team was dysfunctional the, 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 when they played Jacksonville. Oh, but that was fun, though. That was a fun run. He, that was a great game. Hey, guys, we, we, should, we should call the show. I, I am officially a pumpkin, and uh, I'm fading fast. So this was the uncut. Un- I think it was a clean show. Did we swear at all? Did we want to swear at the end here? If you guys- nah. I just said F. Fuck. But you guys know what that's Oh, there for, it right? is. Well, we don't I was swear. I say fancy, but it's fine. <laughs> well, we say, I feel like we do uncut and unedited in the um, uncensored, and, and then our listeners don't get any swearing, so you might be disappointed. Uh, we're just not that vulgar of people. I mean, we're not. I should edit that part out. Now that I said it, I have to go and edit that. <laughs> Anybody that's disappointed because there's nothing vulgar on this podcast, find a new podcast. <laughs> that's right. I feel bad now. Do I need to clean that up? Should I feel bad? I no, guess we weren't you're fine. <laughs> I like Ryan showing his like bad boy side. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> just I'm like, like, you, next, next, like it, we should do this live on YouTube next time. You'll be wearing a leather jacket with a do rag on. <laughs> like it's gonna be awesome. Oh, I haven't worn a do-rag in a long time, my friend. I got <sighs> oh, boy. Uh, right. maybe, maybe one interesting point to go out on with all the Dalvin Cook that I'm, I'm, I'm very right. optimistic about his fantasy production. He did – the thing he got in trouble for when he was 18 was abusing dogs and, like, starving them. Like, starving them, I believe. They are like, fighting dogs uh, and not taking care of them, and he got arrested for it. It's very odd. So he, he definitely had a rough life for? growing up. I thought he was shooting them with paintball guns. Yeah, it's 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 all it's all terrible. Yeah, Ryan, I I you know I I'd floated some offer uh, an offer out there for you in the Dynasty Ooh. Foot Clan. No, no, no. Oh, uh, now the pumpkin pumpkin turned back into a squash for for Dalvin <laughs> Cook. Right? I try, I was trying to trying to you know in the in in the uh, Foot Clan Dynasty League. Oh, I didn't even see it. Did you? Well, I, it was it was just a while back. This was via chat. Oh, okay. Well, I offered you like the 108 and uh, the 108. Oh, yeah. What a great deal. Keith's 2021st. <laughs> no, Keith's 2021st is going to be. All right. Yeah, top four. No, you hey, really send that my way. Then I could I'll take, give you Cream Hunt. I, I, think, I, could, it's, I think it's going to be a late first. He, could take Dalvin Cook and. You think it's going to be a late first? Yeah, because he traded for a bunch of players. Um, didn't he get like Le'Veon Bell? And no, he, like he loaded his team up to right. compete this year. So. Hey, Trey, I'll trade you Cream Hunt for that first. Was that serious? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Going up the squad. No, okay. Squad. Now we've we've lost. That's negative. Okay, okay. We'll we'll we'll, we'll take this off. Oh, I thought we already. Sh- I thought we already shut off the episode.
No. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Bye, Feliciano. Wait, wait, Ryan, you're gonna make your pick. <laughs> See ya. See ya, listeners. We'll catch you next time on the Fantasy Joes. Um, we are at FF Joes on Twitter. We're the Fantasy Joes. We appreciate you listening. You can also become a Patreon supporter. Go to patreon.com slash fantasy joes and check it out. Patreon supporters get a bonus episode twice a month during the off season. So you want to check that out. So on behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood and we are the fantasy joes. Scoop yourself up and quad the old.